All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, this is Exist Magazine, Unexpected Midwest Culture and Lifestyle. Um, we're getting ready to do the interview with Stephen Deeds, a uh, local musician and artist uh, from Illinois side. Uh, but we'll dig into that a little bit more. Um, right now, I just wanted to just thank you all for, for tuning in and listening. Um, and just uh, like how important it is for, for the creatives of St. Louis to get together like this. Like it doesn't matter, you know, if one person's doing a podcast or if a million people's doing a podcast. We should, we should present ourselves in a, in a way that, uh, you know, we can all connect uh, and, uh, and reach out to, uh, to, to each other for, for our creative needs and services. But um, enough about that. Um, again, listen in to uh, Stephen Dietz um, as we dig into music and, and art and, and all things creative. Um, yeah. So, um, oh, and I haven't really come up with like a, an official intro to this yet. So, uh, feel free to um, give your suggestions or even submit something that you think might be cool. That would be that would be a rad. I'd take a load off my shoulders. I sat down trying to play the 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 bass as uh, some sort of intro, and uh, I was like, yeah, I can I can leave it or take take it or leave it. But, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, be sure to, to go follow us and, uh, and post and, and comment and tell us what you think and tell us, you know, if we're, we're kicking ass or if, uh, this is fucking lame. I don't know. It's, um, it's up to you guys. Uh, we're, I'm just trying to, to reach out to all the creatives that I know and, and, and spread, spread, um, you know, as far as I can and, and reach out to as far as I can. Um, you know, I don't know uh, what the next podcast is going to be yet, but, um, you know, we're open to suggestions. Uh, feel free to submit anything. You know, we're, we're a platform for, for you guys. Like, I'm, I'm just giving it, you know, a, a spot to breathe, a spot to live. Uh, I want to hear what you guys have to say. So feel free to comment. Um, follow us on Twitter, uh, Exist Magazine 1 on Twitter. And uh, Instagram exists magazine, Facebook exists magazine. Um, sometimes there's issues with finding it on Facebook, but I'm sure you can figure it out. Um, but yeah, again, here we go. Take a listen, and uh, we'll uh, get right to it. Welcome everybody. This is the Exist Magazine podcast. I'm uh, Johnny Pelhank, your host, and uh, with me today we got Stephen Deeds. Say hi, Stephen. Hello. And uh, yeah, we're we're here today to talk about the creative mind of an individual who we've been friends with. Uh, I've been friends with for a while, um, at least acquaintances for a while from back in the day, but uh, just recently been working a lot more together um on things like the uh the secret show and uh and i also i enjoy watching your music and reading your writing um tell us a little bit about yourself like where where are you from uh where am i from uh well that's a good question i guess um i'm from northern illinois a small town called polo um, Polo, like like, yeah, the, yeah. like the shirts. That's where they're they're from, right? Well, that's Ralph, where Marco Ralph Polo is from, actually. 
<laughs> Not Ralph Lauren, but uh, yeah, Marco Polo is from there. In fact, our uh, mascot was the Polo Marcos, um, which was interesting. But our mascot, uh, the insignia was actually Genghis Khan, not Marco Polo. So it was kind of confusing. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't really know. I think where you're from is an interesting question. Uh, um, some For some reason, we think that tells us what we need to know about a man. Yeah. Where did you Where did you learn most of your lessons? Like, where did you Where did you get the the worst punishment and learn from that mistake? Or how many? How like where do you remember? Like, you know, are you Saint Saint Louis? Is that Is that you? Or no? Well, yeah. I guess I've never felt at home anywhere. Um, I felt at home in myself. In myself, I guess. Um, Yeah. Yeah, everything has been as comfortable to me. Um, but St. Louis has a lot to offer for me uh, mentally. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I really enjoy the culture here, and uh, I plan to be here for a minute for sure. Um, yeah, I, I dig St. Louis a lot. Yeah, there's not much you can't dig about it. Even right now, we got a beautiful storm rolling in, and got some interesting weather and it's a nice enjoyable evening perfect for a conversation mm-hmm. yeah S- so uh from polo illinois which is southern illinois Mm-mm. no it's uh northern illinois it's like uh it's a really small farming community in northern illinois um near the rockford illinois area or west of chicago um yeah i mean it's ins- an insignificant town but um it's where i spent my years from age 10 to 18, I guess, or 17, whatever. So formative years, I guess. Um, so like what's been, uh, your career like since, uh, did you go to college? Yeah. I mean, I, I came down to this area, um, to go to a Southern Illinois college in Greenville, Illinois. Um, I studied music there for a minute and then, uh, switched over to digital media um, which I pursued for um, a number of years, um, specifically in web design and uh, graphic design, web development as well. That's awesome. I have a passion for the, the same fields and, uh, well, not as much in the, uh, the web design and anything, but passion for graphic design for sure. Um, what was uh, your first uh, job out of college? Uh, well, it's interesting because I kind of fell into uh, a career uh, path. It was kind of laid out for me a little bit. Um, when I was in college, my college actually hired me to consult a little bit on their website and uh, work on that. Um, so I guess I was learning how to do web design while I was working in web design. So it was kind of an interesting period. But it was at that, it was kind of like that monumental thing that. Uh, made me decide to kind of leave formal education and just start pursuing um, digital media as a career um, right away because I was already falling into that in, into that uh, arena. So um, yeah, so I worked at the college and then I worked at a, a print publication for uh, a number of years before I moved to the St. Louis area. And I've known you more for your music. So when did that that come in? What did that take? Like, yeah, so, take over your life. Um, well, I've always I've always kind of been about music. Um, I remember when I was a kid, uh, my grandma gave me this little Casio keyboard, and I'd 
sit in front of the TV, uh, you know, listening to uh, the X-Files theme song and all sorts of uh, theme songs and just kind of mimicking the melody on this thing. And um, so, you know, I and listening to tapes on my uh, on my little uh, Mattel uh, cassette player. And um, my grandma would always sing to me. So, you know, and we would always sing together. So there was a lot of music uh, early on. Um, but uh, yeah, certainly it, it was a, you know, I was in the church choir when I was young and then um, was in band throughout all of my life. And then, you know, in the high school years, I started um, actually kind of developing an interest for it outside of just something to do, you know, it became expression. Um, and uh, I was in a number of bands uh, in high school and then that kind of led me down the path of uh, pursuing it uh, in formal education. Yeah. What, uh, back to back up a little bit, um, when you uh, were playing on the, the, the episodes or the, uh, the TV shows, the theme songs, mm-hmm. were you a big X Files fan? I mean, you No, that... my mother was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was, she was big into it in the in the 90s. She, uh, followed it pretty religiously and, uh, you know, uh, what were your parents like? Oh, or what are uh, your parents like? Oh, I mean, they're, you know, uh, conservative white Americans. I mean, they're <laughs> just your basic Midwest, uh, you know, people. But, uh, my mom, my mom was uh, artistic and, uh, or she is artistic, uh, creative, I should say. She's, uh, she, you know, she, uh, contemplating, go- contemplated going to higher education for art. Uh, she had a scholarship to, uh, to uh savannah school of art and design which nice. she never took it up took up on it but down my dad in georgia you know, huh? down, yeah the one down in savannah georgia right yeah yeah my dad he's always been a um a laborer or a technician um he was in the military for a while when i was young um but yeah um i've got a sister that's pretty much she's 19 uh which is weird yeah uh, yeah it's weird that she's uh an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my sister were two years apart, mm-hmm. and I think we just basically kept you out, out away from each other. Mm-hmm. We just had lived our own lives, even though we went to the same school and even had some of the same friends. Like yeah. we never like, <laughs> like hung out or anything like that. I did not like. We just didn't have like a a huge bond. But did you? Are you close with your with your family? Uh, yeah, I like to think I am. Uh, you know, uh, we've got issues just like every family, but, um, yeah, I like to think I'm close to them. I'm, uh, certainly stay in touch with them frequently and, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, fairly close. I, uh, yeah, I mean, our family's always been like pretty close knit, even extended family is definitely feels like home. So, but they, do they live still in Polo, Illinois? So no, my parents live in Southern Illinois now, and that's kind of um, it was interesting because uh, serendipitously, my dad got transferred down here um, around the time that I was going to college. So um, when I did come home, it was only uh, an hour away um, from Greenville. Nice. Um, yeah, having family spread out is is tough. I know, like we get together for like family reunions randomly, mm-hmm. but like we don't even do that much anymore. So I think having family close and uh, you know you can reach out to them, mm-hmm. and visit them. Yeah, an extended family has only been a couple hours away always. Uh, my parents are from the Peoria area, 
um, born and raised there. And, uh, so, and a lot of my extended family is in that area. So, you know, holidays are usually spent in central Illinois. So Illinois and the Midwest has always been where I'm, you know, it's home here. Been home. Yeah. Let's see. Let's, uh, let's dig into some music. Like, uh, I've got here in front of me, the cavern. And I know this is a bit, uh, you know, a few years since, uh, since you did this. Um, you want to talk about this a little bit since something maybe our listeners aren't familiar with? Yeah, I can certainly talk about it. Um, so let cavern, me, let me, uh, yeah, yeah. let me describe, uh, the, the book here. It's, uh, it's a little uh, brochure type book. It's got the uh, or brochure. What's the format here? Like six by nine. Yeah. On the front, we got a. Uh, is this an? Is this an illustration? Um, that's just a piece I did. It's um, it's part uh, painting. Uh, it's part um, yeah. It's part painting, part photograph, and it's kind of manipulated in Photoshop the way I wanted it. So. And it's The Cavern, a folktale by Stephen Deeds. And says, inside artwork by Adam Baker and Keith Kanya. I'm not familiar with them, but the uh, illustrations in here are amazing. Mm-hmm. I love them. Yeah, they were really great to work with because I had specific vision for the illustrations, but I'm not an illustrator, or at least not the kind of illustrator that I thought that... Um, this book needed um so i knew uh of a company who well i i I was aware of um adam um from uh various other things i did in the past and i just i reached out to him because i i really liked his illustration style and i thought it would be a good fit um and it just turned out that he was the perfect person to help me with this project um yeah and i'm 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 really proud of it i'm really happy with the results yeah it's beautiful and the story's the story is great. I yeah, think I can speak into that a bit um, so the listeners kind of know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the cavern was a concept piece that I developed over like three years. Um, and essentially, uh, it's it's a folktale, I guess you can say, but it's set in, it's set in like an alternate universe somewhat like early Americana. Um, and uh, essentially, it's a a slave's journey through to freedom. Um, and this is really the beginning of, um, a series of albums, um, in this kind of, uh, universe. Um, but the cavern is the first kind of leg of this journey. Um, and yeah, it basically follows a slave through his uh, quest for freedom and, and there's some struggles along the way. And, uh, so I wrote the album and the book in, in tangent with one another. Um, I kind of developed this grand, grander idea and then developed the songs and the story um, together. Because uh, this came with a, a, an album, too. Yeah, so the album has tw- uh, 11 songs, and there's 11 chapters in the book, and there's a chapter for each song, basically. And, um, you know, you can consume it in a variety of ways. You can just listen to the album if you want. You can listen to a song. Uh, you can just read the book, or, you know, you can kind of piece it all together. Um and kind of get everything that I'm trying to uh, communicate. It's beautiful. Um, but the the idea was to try and like communicate it like you know completely um, with both forms, so you can just listen to the CD and kind of get that gist of the story. Yeah. 
or read the book and get the gist of the story or put them together and they kind of fill in some holes for one another. And it opens with a Walt Whitman quote. Is mm. is he one of your favorite writers? Yeah, I've always kind of I've call, always called him Papa Walt. <laughs> uh, he's kind of always been a spirit animal for me or a spirit guide for me. His uh, writing, his prose, his style. His uh, he's a, he's a very American writer. Uh, I mean, he is an American writer, but um, so you know, just his style of writing and his um, approach to naturalism and uh, existentialism is something that I definitely like resonate with. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, the the piece is great. I haven't listened to the album in a while, but I I dug up the uh the cavern and uh was reading it again. And the one story that stands out to me is the the devil's staircase, mm -hmm. which is great. It talks about this creature and a journey through some deep dark shit. And it's really great. It's amazing and the the and stuff like this is like so you know, pr pretty uh, original coming from a musician standpoint, being able to uh, produce, you know, stuff like this. It's, uh, you know, something you, you see in like uh, inside when you pick up the album, like a booklet or something like that. But to get them separate as as a separate piece is like to uh, it's it kind of uh, I don't know, like it gives it a, a standalone. Like you said, you can you can take each piece in on, on its own or you can put it all together. But it's a beautiful piece. Or you got any uh, any more uh, work like this, or are you uh, going so, in a different direction now? Um, no. Uh, well, I'm kind of – so this is – the cavern is really um, – and this is the first time I've really said this out loud um, or in p public, is that the cavern is really step one of at least a three-part um, universe story or universe plot. Um, so I've got two more albums in the works, um, and I'm releasing them in an interesting way. Uh, I just uh, released a single in December called Shaman of the Creek, which uh, is the first chapter of the next uh, story. And this is still part of the same universe, um, and basically I'm going to be releasing songs and videos and kind of a comic book style yeah uh, are, you, like, are you a big comic book fan no i'm not uh at all i've basically read no comic books in my life but it's interesting because uh i've noticed that the way i'm kind of developing these stories is very comic like uh, in the way that you know comic writers will uh do these like quote-unquote editions where they add to their universe um, each time and uh so uh, it's it's just I'm try I'm not influenced by it, but it's certainly resulting in a similar idea of a graphic novel. Um, but yeah, so I'm releasing a song at a time for at least the first four quote unquote chapters of the next quote unquote edition uh, with videos, and then I'll release the entire with videos. Album. What kind of videos? Um, yeah, so we've been developing um, these really intricate music videos they're going to be really special who are you working with are you collaborating uh, with some other artists yeah so i've been working with uh, chris bauer for years on um any of my visual or, or photographic or videographic ideas uh chris is kind of my go-to person um because we kind of share or at least we connect in a way 
uh, creatively that always results in something kind of magical. Yeah. Um, and Chris and Bauer I is can an amazing photographer. Yeah, he, he's really great. And uh, such a creative guy. He, no, he's really great. And um, yeah, I, it's yeah, Chris is someone that I can create with and feel comfortable with. And um, you know, I help him out with things, and he helps me out with things, and it's just a, a really great symbiotic relationship that I have with him. Um, and uh, you know, we've got a, a great. Uh, supporting team and uh, Joey Goldsmith and some others who are just there to, uh, you know, provide creative support when we need it. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy to be working with Chris and, uh, on developing my ideas. And it's like a gang of artists. Yeah. And you know, uh, it's really great to have Corey Seaver and, and uh, on the team too. He's a, he's a great artist and he, you know, um, he supports what I'm doing and really wants to be involved. And, uh, I support what he's doing and really want to be involved. And so there's really just, uh, I, I feel great to have a, a good creative team around me. Who's, uh, all supportive of one another. Um, and you know, I just, I, you know, it's, it's St. Louis provides that sort of opportunity where, um, artists don't have to worry so much about, um, making financial ends meet and they can be free to be more creative here. Um, mm -hmm. than other cities you know i talked to my buddy who uh he just moved to seattle and his rent is for for one bedroom is double what i pay a month ridiculous and it's yeah. like you have to do so much more just just to, just to have the opportunity to be creative and certainly like st louis what st louis lacks is industry and that's one mm -hmm. thing that like i really struggle with here is there are some really great, there's some really great art coming out of St. Louis and some really great people here and really great culture, but there's very little support for creative, creative, uh, ventures. But do you think that's growing a little bit? Like, I feel like there's, there is more interest in, you know, I mean, even like some of the bigger publications, like are starting to, to cover like smaller events and stuff. I guess like let that. me clarify there is plenty of emotional support and people yeah, really, yeah, yeah, really totally. appreciate the artists here yeah. and they know St. Louisans know that they have something special. If you live in St. Louis, you want to be here. And that's something that's very evident if you spend any time here, um, because it's not hard to live here. And if people wanted to, they could easily save up, save up enough money to leave. So the people that you see here want to be here. And artists want to be here. The problem is that um, as far as industry support, there is very little. And that's why a lot of uh, good artists move away. Mm -hmm. um, it's not because the city lacks uh, inspiration Talent, create, yeah, or creative people or creative it's people. It's here. It's saturated with Or it. support from the community what they lack is industry connections yeah. and uh, people leave so that they can discover those elsewhere. Specifically, I see a lot of people moving to Nashville for those kind of things mm -hmm. um, where it's, you know, you could go to a bar and bump into an executive who's going to help you or a manager who's going to help you. That still happens down there. I mean, it's definitely, everyone is in the industry down there. Yeah. You know? Everyone is doing music. You go to Nashville, go to a bar, sit at the bar for five minutes Ask the person who sits down next to you what they're doing. If they're not in the music industry, 
I'll be surprised. I would be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Or if they're not trying to be in the music industry. Yeah. Here it's like all you bump into is other artists. <laughs> it's or, just other well, other creative people. Or tech people. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a huge tech industry here too. So do you uh, do you see industry like becoming more of a presence here in St. Louis in the future? Do you think because it's so, you know, there is so much talent, there is so much creative I think creativity pe- here. I think people are trying. I think people are trying to create infrastructure here and create opportunity for artists. Uh, for example, the secret show thing is something that kind of like. Chris and I and yeah, let's talk about the secret show because it's, it's freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah, we we uh, well we it originally started as just kind of like this uh, last minute show that we wanted to do to do in Chris's space because our buddy Mikey was leaving for Seattle, and um, it kind of sparked an idea to continue doing it. And we called it secret show because we just didn't want uh, Chris's space manager to find out, <laughs> uh, and we didn't want any we didn't want the word to get out too much. Yeah. But does it, does he know? Like does like from the last one because he, he bumped yeah, yeah, into somebody yeah. well, and, well, and got permission for the gallery space. Which I mean, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> permission, permission or not, we're permission or not, it's it. happening. It's happening. These, these secret it's, shows it's are done. happening. It's creating value, and um, whether or not certain people recognize that right now or not is uh, doesn't matter because it's uh, an unstoppable force at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, secret show. Um, we did a second one. And it had great support, and it just kind of continued this passion or this idea for Chris and I to do more. And, uh, of course, Corey Seaver is a good friend of ours, and uh, Corey wanted to do a show. And so, you know, I wasn't really involved in the last secret show too much, but um, Chris and Corey kind of steamrolled that, and and it was a great success. And um, it's something, for me at least, that... uh, and Chris, I know, it's a space where and a and a brand that we want to associate with creating and art. Yeah, and uh, we want uh, the space to be a place where people can feel comfortable uh, being creative and expressing creativity. Um, and certainly, Chris uh, is a good foster for that, um, and the space is a good foster for that. Um, so really, and it's something that I think St. Louis is craving right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's just a matter of letting it happen, you know, and, and, uh, and being prepared for it to happen, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, sustaining it and, and being willing to, to work, to make it a success. Um, yeah. Cause there was, there was over what? There were like two, 200 people. 200 people, you think? Last time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, and we're trying to do, we're trying to keep people uh, guessing uh, because it is a secret show. So, you know, uh, it might be a hardcore show. It might be a movie night. It might be a drag show. It might be uh, just some chill folk bands. You know, it could be anything. You don't know. Um, and that's kind of the, the beauty of it and the kind of fun of it is that you, you, uh, just trust that secret show is going to be great because it will be. Uh, and when they, they're announced, you got like a week to plan for it. Yeah. Or less. You know? um, <laughs> it's like, you got to either your schedule, just you're get lucky and your schedule's clear and you're able to go 
or you cancel everything you're doing. And I gotta say, <laughs> I, I've been hearing uh, kind of these these, uh, and maybe it's just gossip, but I've been hearing some uh, criti- criticizing from uh, uh, um, from so far St. Louis. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting to me. I've been hearing a lot of like people say that they're basically back, like talking bad about Secret Show, like we stole an idea, and. I just got to say that's really harmful for the industry that we're trying to to establish here in St. Louis. We cannot have that sort of competitive spirit if we're trying to create something. Got to build each other up. Yeah, we've got to be supportive of yeah. one another. And because really there's just so many artists, like everybody needs a needs a place, whether it's a secret show by by you guys or us or so far. Yeah, like, and I want to say right now that the secret show idea was completely organic. Yeah, and is definitely different than so far. And I think that it, there. And they're part of like a bigger like well, net. Yeah. They're but they're I mean, all whatever. It it doesn't yeah. Big or not, they're in St. Louis, we're in St. Louis. And I don't like the fact that there's this weird idea that it's competition. Like if you love music and you want to share music, love on other people who are sharing music and who love music. Like it makes sense. Like it's not a competition. It's we have like everyone has the same goals in St. Louis. It's like let's make St. Louis great, you know. And so let's make St. Louis uh, great again. Yeah, and that's I guess that's that's one um, <laughs> Trump supporter. Then I take it. Yeah. we'll just keep no. it. We'll just keep it in the closet. No, it's cool. Definitely. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely something that that's that and and that has been like something that I feel has been around for a long time is this competition because there is no industry here and it's there are people like trying the, the most, the biggest person to get noticed, you know, get swooped off and, and, and into the industry. Yeah. And it's like, and, and if, and leaves the rest of us behind. Yeah. And, and I th- also think that like industry people get into these like niches with artists that they like and they continue to support trends and stuff well you know there's like just certain bands in st louis that get support from every single news outlet and they stay in st louis they don't play outside of st louis they don't you know advertise st louis except for in st louis Mm -hmm. you know and but they continue to get support from media and uh which is great i love it but i think the media gets uh in st louis gets kind of lazy and they like who they like, and they support their friends. And I think one thing that would be super helpful with news media in St. Louis is to just like talk to the press and find great artists that you might not have heard of before and talk about them. You know, because there's a lot of great art in St. Louis that isn't being covered in magazines and on on the internet right now. Um, so that's my challenge to. Uh, media right now in st louis is to uh talk to press and and talk to photographers and talk to um, people who go to lots of shows and ask them what bands they like and what bands are important to them right now and not just which which bands they're familiar with and are friends with because there's plenty of of yeah magazines and and online stuff here in st louis that's have you see tons of photographers at shows Mm -hmm. It's like where are all the photos going? Like, cause you see tons of you know people covering it, and it's 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 out there. It's just you gotta you gotta search for it. Yeah, the art is out there. I think uh, it's just gonna take uh, the media kind of like uh, opening their doors a little bit and and uh, really looking for it and uh, 
not just trying to find the easy bands and the easy art to report on. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what made Rolling Stones great is they, they would go around and talk to these tiny-ass bands who, like, meant nothing to nobody, and they'd write these great pieces on them and publish them, and then, you know, you've got, you know, now you've got, like, the next hit band that everyone, like, supports and loves. You know, it's about finding those underground hidden gems and bringing them out into the public eye, you know, and that's that's the kind of industry support that St. Louis doesn't have, you know. Absolutely. So I don't Yeah, I totally agree. What is uh you go you talk mentioned the Rolling Stones. What are uh you got you are you classic rock guy or you uh you know, do you get your inspiration from uh some like you mentioned Nashville, are you uh like bluegrass and and that type of uh style or or do you like uh you got a dark darker side that likes, likes harder music and you're really just a death metal band band guy and deep inside um, no <laughs> i would say my single biggest influence musically in my life is led zeppelin yeah although it doesn't come out in my music too much it certainly comes back out in the themes of my music in some ways i think um but yeah yeah led zeppelin is my all-time time favorite band for sure no questions asked um Who's the, your favorite member of the band? I'm not gonna. <laughs> I mean, they're all. Does that mean J- good. John John Paul like uh, wrote a lot a lot of it? Is yeah, along yeah. along with he, he, a lot of the occult stuff came from him. A lot of that um, kind of side of Zeppelin was. So you are you Lord of the Rings fan then? <laughs> um yeah, just yeah for sure yeah I mean Tolkien stuff is cool I I wasn't I could never really get into his books I, I'll be honest I mean I've read some of his stuff and I've forced my way through the hobbit and and the lord of the rings but i'm just i i don't really get into his writing style but um appreciate the uh mythology yeah and i appreciate all the work he put into his universe for sure yeah um but you know i mean i uh i i think i get a lot of passive influence from modern artists too but you know i, I really i think this is kind of a cliche but i really try not to be too heavily influenced by what music quote-unquote is right now or what it was even uh, and just try to like listen to what is in the room at that moment and just kind of like try to pick up take it in take in life for for the moment live in the moment well i mean what i mean is i think that great songs come from somewhere outside of ourselves from just listening to silence and and just being listening to thunderstorms and and lightning and rain trickle down the window Although it's not really raining right now, is it? There's definitely lightning off in the distance, though. It's beautiful. It's like lighting you up and behind you here. It's so awesome. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> do you have, um, like, you've been, what, playing for 10 years, 5 years? Um, as as Stephen Deeds. As, as yeah, as, as Stephen Deeds. Um, I guess since, like, maybe... I don't know, 2000, I guess since 2007, technically, um, I wasn't a, I wasn't a very strong writer, um, back then, I'm still not the greatest writer of all time, but, um, yeah, I certainly started my, like, solo writing career in, like, 2007, I was part of a little band in, in college that, um, required some, like, additional writing, and that's kind of when I got into it. What kind of band was it? I don't know, an alt-rock band, I guess, I don't know. Playing, like, some... Rage Against the Machine covers. No, uh, no. We, I guess our influences were kind of like the uh, alt, alt rock pop bands of the time, like uh, 
heck no. Uh, this dude, Alex, wrote uh, the majority of them are, are material, and it was like, I don't know. Uh, like Coldplay. all right. It was basically Coldplay. Cold yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I played drums in that band, but... Yeah, that's when I yeah, because you're you're a, I forget you're a li- you're a little younger than me, so the the influences at the at the times yeah. are I when I when I think of you in high school, I'm not thinking of the same year that I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I got to remember that. So like when or when the, that were that was in college or high school? College. College. So yeah, that was. I what, graduated in 07. 07, Yeah. So oh seven to me that was like what, four years after high school, but in like let's see. I would have been listening right out of high school. It would have been like uh, Third Eye Blind mm-hmm. or uh, Matchbox 20. Some classics. All rock. Love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as far as influences, I think my uh, biggest, well, I guess, I don't know. Mentally, my biggest influence is probably Led Zeppelin. They're one of my favorite bands for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of modern bands like, uh, I mean, I get some influence from Bon Iver and like Sufjan and those guys. Um, I, I appreciate their writing style and Dawes and like You're Iron and Wine. You like, no, no, <laughs> people always say that people always <laughs> like compare me to like we- weird bands that I like never listen to. Um, <laughs> what was one I got recently? Um, Jeff Buckley. I don't, I don't ever listen to Jeff Buckley. I don't ever listen to Iron and Wine. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know why people relate me to the artists that they do. It's interesting to me. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, most of the artists I listen to are, like, you know, your cliche, like, um, indie bands. Indie bands. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I explore a little bit, but, uh. What do you, what's, what do you, uh, like, do you listen to, are you on doing Spotify, or you, uh, download stuff on your own, or? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been a Spotify member for years. I love Spotify so much. I think they're, um. Uh, I think they're like, I don't know, people, a lot of artists like to bitch about it and say like, it's bad for the industry. And I'm like, it's not, it's really not like for the, it's actually like for me, even for me as a music lover and as a musician, I would download torrents of my favorite bands. You know, I would, I would torrent that shit because it was like, I want that album. I'm a broke teenager. I don't, I can't afford that. You know, I can't afford to go out and buy like 30 CDs. You know, or whatever. You know, I can't, I can't afford to buy the album on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I've got a you know a high school budget. Yeah, but it's like but the I, I love music. And so like yeah, us. yeah. I remember what I was like then. But f- you know, Spotify creates an opportunity for people to love lots of music for very little money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm all for it. You know, um, I do not think it hurts the music industry. I think Taylor Swift is a is a crock of shit. You know, I mean, I'm serious. Uh, you know, she talks about how, it, like, she doesn't make any money off of it. And I'm like, bitch, you make millions. I, <laughs> talk to me about it, you know, the little guy. Because it's not, like, hurting me at all. Yeah, It's creating an opportunity for, I hear all the time, man, I listen to your album on Spotify all the time. You know, and yeah, I don't make a lot of money from it. But it's that's not, I mean, yes, people should support artists. And artists should be able to live from their art. And the argument that people should just do music for free is bullshit. But there are certain tools that uh, create more value than they take value. And I think Spotify is one of those. Yeah. For sure. Um, What music, uh, what's uh, on, of your music is uh, on Spotify right now? You got all your music on there? Um, 
But yeah, I've got I've got dream I've got dreamer in the cavern and shaman on there right now. And that's the all three from the new from the new upcoming stuff, or is that Dreamer I released in twenty eleven, Cavern I released in two thousand fourteen. Actually April. <laughs> and this it's been two years almost exactly since the release of the cavern. Um and Shaman was released in December. So the last three releases I guess are on Spotify. Nice. Yeah, I remember picking this up. It was uh I think you were playing at the Ready Room. Oh yeah. I think is might have where I uh picked this up. What's what's uh in St. Louis, what's your favorite uh venue to play at? Or where do you like to go to the most to play? Besides uh, you know, in your room or at Chris Bauer studio. Yeah, I guess I guess I'd have to say Chris Bauer studio, but if I had to think <laughs> of like a venue, I really like the Heavy Anchor because it feels like home. Uh, the, the owners there are, are Greenville grads and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like just a big college reunion when I go there, which is kind of fun. Uh, you know, it's just people that I care about are there and always. And, uh, where's the heavy anchor at? Um, it's on Gravoy, like down Gravoy quite a ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the heavy anchor. I mean, um, I liked the old demo. That was fun. I don't think I ever went to the old demo. I'm trying to think of. I don't know. I like. I like the. It's funny because like the shows in St. Louis are weird. I feel like the divey bars are the kind of the most fun to play. Yeah. Maybe that's just everywhere. But like, you ever play? Um, oh, what's the crazy one? Venice Cafe. You ever play? Oh wait. Oh no. no or um. Oh gosh, there's. I feel like there's another one that I'm leaving out that's kind of along those lines down in South South City or oh, Soulard area. Way Out Club, which is kind of Way like Out Club, yeah. yeah. I played there before. Yeah, how's that? I've I've never been to the Way Out Club. It's interesting. I I mean the vibe is really interesting there. Uh, that was the first. Well, yeah, that was the first time I met the Howl Boys, um, which there are good friends of Chris from Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played a show together there like a long time ago. How are they doing? Do you keep in touch with with uh, with other bands? Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually, um, Sam from uh, the Howl, like texted today or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, it's good to know other bands and you know, stay supportive of one another and keep in touch because there's opportunities that come, you know, that uh, you can share and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Do, um, you like, do you like to? Are you planning on? Like, let's say you uh, finish the new stuff and put out, are you going to put out a new album, go on tour, do the whole thing? Or or is there a new creative process for you for for marketing your uh, your creativity? So I'm releasing the video that we're working on right now in July in association with a tour that I'm booking right now. Um, so there's, there's, a, there's a July tour coming up. I'm going out west a little bit. Yeah? I'm going to... The furthest I'll go out west this time is Colorado, so I'll be out in Denver for a couple of days, and then Colorado. Yeah, I'm kind of making a circle, um, hitting Denver as my last or my most west stop. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like. but but the kind of the marketing thing or whatever, if you want to talk about that, I guess we can talk about that or my strategy. I guess I don't know. Yeah, what's weird, your strategy? Talk about. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna release like um, a song and a video um, every couple of months for a while and then release the album in its entirety um so are you leaving the the video creativity like are you gonna like direct and 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 kind of work with chris or are you letting chris like have this free reign of of what he envisions 
you envisioning or is it no, like, a, like I said, Chris and I work very well together and we have kind of a symbiotic creative relationship. Uh, so like we kind of spin off of each other and land on ideas that we both kind of vibe with and then kind of roll with it. Um, Corey Seaver is somewhat um, involved in this uh, video too. Um, he's kind of conceptualized some ideas and worked on some ideas that are going to be pr uh, present in the video. Um, so that'll be kind of cool for people That's to awesome. see too. And he's off to Thailand now, right? Yeah, Corey. If you, if the listeners don't know, he's a he's a local uh, artist and performer. Um, he's got some really great stuff. You should check him out. C o r y s e v e r. Um, yeah, he he's kind of a an everything kind of artist. Uh, he's d been doing these like costumes lately, which is really interesting. Uh, and I didn't really see him as that kind of artist when we first met and actually Corey uh designed the dreamer uh cover art that that album so uh we've been connected for a while but um yeah it's interesting because he's like sewing these great costumes as part of this universe he's building and uh yeah he's doing some really great things and I'm really excited for him because he's got a lot of uh residencies coming up and uh he's in Thailand right now and then he's off to New York I think next um yeah, he's got like the next six weeks or something booked up for residencies. It's, I'm really excited for him, really proud of him. Um, I've been hoping he would uh, go down this trail for a long time. So it's good to see him start to flourish in that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 great to see. Like, I love to hear about people traveling and, and going to different countries and exotic places because I'm, I'm so grounded here. I don't, I don't get out very much, but... I love to explore this city, and I want to explore the Midwest uh, more as well. And and that's what we're trying to do, you know, with the existing is to to connect people a little bit more, give them another platform. Like you like you said, there's there's plenty. There needs to be more, you know, int interest in here. And once we like, I feel like we create a tighter thing, we become our own industry. You know, yeah. And I think the build the build build our own industry here. I think the will of the city is positive right now. I think that um, people in the city are all kind of single-minded, and the idea that St. Louis is uh, becoming this great thing. Um, you know, I think a lot. I think everyone is in agreement in this city that this is a great place. I've said it before um, that this is a great place to live, and I see the spirit of people encouraged and excited about the future for St. Louis, and that's mm -hmm. exciting for me as an artist in this. Uh, someone who enjoys culture it's just it's exciting for me to see and be a part of a place where people are excited mm -hmm. yeah and 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 there's bustling creativity here and there's so much potential for art and creativity here and i just i love seeing it i love seeing it mm -hmm. like i just went to um where i graduated from webster university just had their bfa show yesterday and, you know, schools, even like ju the, just the fact that a, a big, you know, uh, uh, I'm f forgetting my words right now, but like a school buying up a building uh, downtown and has a freaking huge art gallery, art gallery, you know, connected to it and seeing these things, you know, happen more and more to school schools, even, you know, you know, supporting the, the industry in a, in a way. But the. Uh, the the kids there that were are just pumping out some great work and the and the art coming out of of the schools here locally too is is becoming stronger as well so it's good to see the the education side of it 
you know, growing in, in the creative industry. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how do, how do you see, see St. Louis in the next three years? Oh God. Um, you know, like, I don't know. I, th- three years, I don't see a lot of change. Like, I think it's more like on a, on, I think St. Louis is more in, in, in 10 year spans. Like, like the, the, even like the area that I live in, you know, 10 years ago was, you know, not as good as it is now, but now it's, it's the, 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 I think the, uh, the fear of inner city living that is kind of instilled with around the, the St. Louis area is starting to dissipate and people are coming into it more. So it's like the, uh, but it's, but it took 10 years. Like it's, it's like the, the, I don't see like a big, you know, change or movement happening like for, for, for that long. But at the same time, like I could be totally wrong and something could, could happen and a switch goes on and, and something, and a a boom happens, you know? I mean, what do you think the biggest limitation in St. Louis is for being a successful place for art to thrive? Well, I, from what like I gather is like the as as far as uh, as as gallery uh, as like artists being able to to show and market their work, it's like gallery space, art galleries showing like there's a lack of or at least a lack of you know like you said support. It's or it's not a lack of support. Like there's there's no money into it. Like mm-hmm. the the galleries show up and they happen, but it's not like they're they're thriving yet. But as but I I see more and more happening. But it's still like it ta- it takes that you know that length of time for it to you to you to see the to see the change and to feel the change. Like mm-hmm. when you the I, I feel like you know ten years you'll see you know a, a however many percent growth you know a, a good chunk of percentage growth in galleries and people being able artists being able to come in and sell their work like that. Yeah. Even venues, uh, with, um, there's another venue going down in Del Mar Loop, uh, the, that the pageant is tied to. And, uh, it's a smaller venue for smaller shows, but bigger than, um, like say the, uh, the duck room at Blueberry Hill, you know, it's going to be that probably, I think they said like a, a four to 600 or something like that, you know, seating or, uh, uh, capacity. So it's smaller than the pageant, but bigger than what's what else is there. But like mm-hmm. seeing venues like that come up, and and I think you'll start to see more of. And and I think like what you might even see is like it come from the outside in, and you see these things like in the outside areas, like uh, you know, wet or like West County or or even as you know here in like where we're at in Maplewood, like it's it's starting. You start to see more things happen in, in the outskirts of, and when, when we're talking about just city, like we're city limits, but county versus city, you know what I'm, I think what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> I just, uh, ramble sometimes. I don't know. I don't, I've never really like analyzed like the, the future of, of my success by any means. I just kind of go with the flow and let it happen. But I'm, you know, I feel like you are a person that that can see those types of things and can grab that opportunity when when you uh when you see the uh success of it. So why why do you live in St. Louis? I'm just curious. 
Oh, I I live here because um I live here. <laughs> I'm I'm just grounded here. Uh, I grew you know grew up in. Well, I I guess like St. Louis, like uh, school education brought me into the city for sure. I went to to Webster and was and got a job here, and and it just made sense to be a little bit closer to where I was going. But like from I'm from St. Charles County, so I grew up out there and out in Wentzville and didn't know anything until I moved to the city. <laughs> but it's uh, so you never lived anywhere else. No, not really. No, no. It's it's like I said when I I get excited when I hear about people traveling and going on tours. Like so I don't I don't really do much. Like I mean I try I travel. I love going to New Orleans. It's like my favorite uh, getaway spot for sure. That's like uh, and it's I, I feel so at home down in New Orleans, and and I love the food. The food is what really hooks me. But it's um yeah it's. And I and I've got a, a little boy. He's he's uh getting ready to be eight years old. So I don't try to get away from him too much either. He he's gonna be a shaman someday. That's what he's gonna be. Yeah. With his little uh, magic wand. A wizard. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna be, a, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be a cool. Oh, dude, he was so stoked about that. We we came we came to the uh, Chris Bauer studio. Tell the story. Yeah, yeah. We uh, after the secret show, we came to pick up the gear and everything, the sound equipment brought jackson with me and like we walk up and steven's over on the uh on one of the work tables and like making dream catchers and or no no, no it wasn't it was there dream catchers at the time or like are we just making like wands no, just having like, fun yeah, dream, yeah catchers. dream catchers but it was like as soon as we got up there i don't know if it was you or chris but you made a wand for jackson and wrapped the the little wire thread around the the handle and made a cool handle for it and we had some wizard wars and and he, he sat down with Steven after that, after I killed him with my wizard wand and uh made uh some dream catchers, started making dream catchers mm-hmm. with like some little uh sticks that you had found. Did you find those? Is that something you just grabbed out of your backyard? Actually one of my f- well, what has become one of my favorite places in the city is a place on uh Cherokee where I live. It's a couple blocks from where I live, it's called Cranky Yellow and it's a it's basically a pay what you want art supply store. Um, cranky yellow mm-hmm. i have never heard of this place yeah um it's like across from i think it's across from the old apop or it's close to there um apop record store mm-hmm. which is no longer there it's now four hands uh think tank ah uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's yeah. around that area it's it's on it's on uh east cherokee okay. um, but anyway uh yeah no it's great uh, they've got like uh, and i i like to just i you know i like to just create whatever comes to mind at the at the time but um yeah it's great because you know you can just it's inspiring to go through this place that just has like junk essentially uh just junk and to kind of like look at all these things and imagine what you could create from them and then you know you can like dream catchers and and get everything you need to create what you want for even if you don't know what you for want. five bucks or ten bucks or whatever you feel like paying you know and uh that's that's just and, and that in itself is creative you know and like creating this idea of value on on the things that uh you're um obtaining you know that in itself just going to the store and paying for things is a creative venture yeah so um yeah it's 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 an interesting place and i'm uh glad it's within walking distance yeah 
That's awesome. That's amazing. I didn't even know that. I know there was uh, another art supply store that just opened up down yeah, there. Yeah, Sausalito Art Supply is yeah. also really great. Um, if it, and and I'm just I'm happy to live on Cherokee Street, which supports artists so much and is just such a creative community and such a diverse culture. And uh, but yeah, South City Art Supply is great too. Uh, you know they've they've they're really knowledgeable. Um, they care a lot, and um, you know they can really just set you up with whatever you want to whatever you feel like creating at that time, they can really kind of suggest the best things. And, um, yeah, for anything like, for any like quote unquote real art supplies, um, that I need, I just, uh, go there and spend too much money. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's easy to, to <laughs> get, spend some money on some art supplies. I've bought, I've bought in brushes. I don't even need, <laughs> like, I just like, that is a freaking cool brush. Like I gotta get that mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Oh, that one's awesome too. Well, it's they got do the twenty percent student discount. I loved buying stuff while I was in school and getting that discount. Like I would spend ridiculous amounts on projects. I kept. I definitely kept my uh, ID card for a while. Actually, <laughs> you know, I st- I'm, I can school. still uh, log in and get on to uh, Lynda dot com for like tutorials oh, for yeah, stuff. Nice. Oh yeah, right. I, I brush up every now and then, but I still got my student account <laughs> tied to that. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing being being creative, and and it's a beautiful thing being Stephen Deeds. So what's uh, <laughs> what's what's um what's next? What uh, what do you uh, when is the next time you're gonna play out? I'm I'm kind of being picky right now. I had an opportunity to play last night actually. Um, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm really focusing on my goals, which are I I, I want to complete booking this july tour i want to work on this video um as far as local stuff i don't have anything on the books right now um yeah i'm just i'm really focusing on the the video and the booking and um kind of my plan for the next songs and stuff um and, and i'm trying to find a good uh local and national distribution for the video um so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, the business stuff that I'm working on right now. I guess we didn't really talk about that. Business. The business. I feel like you have a pretty solid business etiquette. Like, even after we talked the other day, like, I was enlightened. <laughs> I was like, you know a little bit about stuff. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I uh, Well, I ran a web. I, quote, unquote, still run a web business. I ran a web business for, like, five years. Um, pretty full time. So, I mean, yeah, I certainly had to learn the hard way, a lot of business ethics and, and logic stuff, I guess. Um, and it certainly helped a little bit with the music stuff, but it's, it's weird, man. It's weird working on your own stuff. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. And every time I have representation, they tend to fuck me over. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to count on anybody for my own stuff. So I end up having to do a lot myself, do and it it, yourself. But, it, but it is weird, man. It's yeah. weird. Like promoting yourself. And I don't know. Yeah. Is it too egocentric or narcissistic? Uh, yeah. well, <laughs> it's just know. like, no, I just want to get my creativeness out there. I want other people to hear it. I want other people to see it. It's the left and right brain thing. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, creativity is one side of it. And then business is the other side of it. And, the, the a successful artist will will find a way to use both and yeah. for me it's hard 
at any given time to kind of operate under both at the same time. And certainly I had to do that in the web business. And so I'm familiar with it and, you know, I'm, it's possible for me to do. It's just difficult for me to do that. And so that's really my biggest struggle right now is like, and, and that's why it's, man, it sucks that there's no like business industry here for music. Um, because that's the one aspect that I feel like I need help in. Um, and I think that's a lot of artists. Like know? if you could reach out to somebody here locally, like that, that who would, what would, what kind of like identity is that to help you like promote your, your work? See, I don't know. I mean, probably at this stage it's like a PR person or like a publicist or something. I th and I think those kind of people are really valuable, but it's just, you know, you got to keep them on retainer. What is, what is it that like the promotion guys here, what are they lacking? Like just, the good work ethic and not being able to keep their their clients and losing that trust or is it something else i mean the pro the problem is that i don't know i don't i really don't know what the problem is and i feel weird talking about it because i'm not a st louis native but um but you like you know yeah i just i don't know and maybe maybe it's a lack of trying on my part or a lack of just finding the right people in st louis maybe i'm wrong on it all i don't know but um, certainly like I think that St. Louis people support St. Louis a lot and almost to a fault like I don't see a lot of St. Louis bands touring outside of St. Louis I don't see a lot of artists doing things outside of St. Louis to promote St. Louis you know what I mean like there's we know Seattle for a certain genre because those the bands that played in those genres didn't just play in Seattle you know they played everywhere and they said we're a Seattle band and this is what we sound like and I think St. Louis certainly has a vibe and a sound that is what unique to What is that sound? It. Because well, there's some, like, I know hip-hop is huge here, you know? Like, it's, that's, that, that is a whole different, sure. you know, ball game rather than, um, like, what would you call your, your style of music? Like, folk? Or uh, is it I, just, I, uh, I kinda, is what it I'm is? I'm kind of attached to this, uh, this, um, the definition that Evan Salt from uh, Eleven Magazine gave me which was dreamy folk, uh, which kind of dreamy resonated folk. with me and I've kind of been running with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Evan's a good guy and a good friend. And, and, uh, I, I liked that description because it is kind of, I guess it's the best definition I've heard of what I'm doing as dreamy folk because it's not exactly folk and it's not exactly anything else. Um, it just resides in, in between a lot of different places. Um, so I guess that's what I call it, but I don't, I don't know what the same, I guess there is a St. Louis sound. I don't know how I describe it. I guess it's like very Americana and, and, you know, indie rock and then, and yeah, there's certainly like a really great, uh, hip hop scene too. And there's a lot of good electronic music here too, but I think that there is a certain sound that St. Louis has that the world needs to hear, but people don't get out of St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's what's crazy about it is like. How do we make it that we well, don't need to get out of St. Louis? Well, no. How do no, we? No, no, how no. do we? I think people should get out of St. Louis. That's the thing. I think people support St. Louis artists and only stay in St. Louis. And so there's like this cyclical thing where there's no influx of new material and no outflux of material either. It's just like everything kind of like stews in this pot, which is St. It's like Louis. A, it's a swamp. Yeah, and so like there's no money coming <laughs> in. There's no money, you know. So if tour, if people don't tour and people don't bring money. Uh, music money in from other places then it just stays this like pool of the same kind of money circulating around in the music industry and 
you know, I don't know. Uh, I think that's something that's important that St. Louis is lacking is touring acts. Mm-hmm. People to say, pe- people to go out and say, "Hey, but we're St. Louis." But bands. you know how hard it is to tour, Stephen. Like it is not. I, I went out. I, I booked my own tour for March. I booked two and a half weeks. Me and Chris went together. I came back profitable, and no one knows me. You know, it's not. But hard. you're a solo act, right? True. It, certainly, that's true. You don't and have to split it between four other people. Certainly, it's harder. Yeah, but it's not hard. It just takes effort. That's it. It just takes a little bit of will, a little bit of attention. Um, yeah, but for but for you know the bigger piece bands like that is such a daunting task to overcome to get you know five, six, ten people depending on you know the 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 style yeah. of the band to to get on tour and get the music out there. Totally, and that's why I've, I don't have a band actually because <laughs> it's so hard to tour well, and it's so so hard to afford. It's actually a problem of commitment and 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 being on the same. Uh, you because think, you think that people are are scared that they're they're not going to make it. They don't put everything into it, so they they keep that that threshold never breached of full creative power they put into their work. I think people have ego. And I think uh, <laughs> yeah. that unless uh, they feel uh, ownership of the music, they don't feel like they should commit to it, and so like. Uh, some people play in a band because they just want something to do. They've got mm-hmm. a nine to five job. They're bored. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of bands like that in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain people who really want to do it and who really want to put everything into it. And I see bands and I've experienced this myself in trying to develop bands uh, is that there's always one person who's really excited about it or a few people who are really excited about it. And there's always a few people who aren't excited about it. And I think it takes a perfect, like, the perfect alchemy of people and and in place and time in their own lives to create a situation that will develop a successful band. Um, and so I just haven't found that right alchemy with, with people mm-hmm. um, all at the right time. Uh, and so I've stayed a solo artist because I'm determined to pursue it, whether I have anybody to pursue it with me or not. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be bound to a certain group of people right now. Um, I think that if it's meant to be that I play with a group of people they'll present themselves at the right time um but for now i'm i'm pursuing my truth and my art and uh just trying to do me in the best way that i know how and in a way that you know i mean i try to keep a lifestyle that is free to do those kind of things yeah stay single no kids (laughs) well just you know i mean my music i mean or i my financial situation i just like hustle you know i I do web enough web stuff to make ends meet i uh play shows when they make money and and certainly it's not all about the money for me but it is about the art for me and i want to i want to ensure that eventually i've got a situation where i am supported by the art that i create um yeah because food is important. That's right. And that's <laughs> I, I really I really can't stress enough how much bullshit it is when people say you should do art for free. Because it takes just as much skill, determination and creativity to bake a wedding cake and to design a wedding cake as it does to create an album. And yet you would never ask a baker to make a wedding a three-tiered wedding cake for free. 
you'd never expect someone with that level of experience and skill and that dedication to his craft to do it for free. Mm -hmm. And yet people expect that from painting and drawing and music for some reason, those specific things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because that type of art is quote unquote easy or, or it's, or it's something that a lot of people uh, express themselves in. And so it's in some way saturated. And so people think that it's okay to ask for it for free. Um, and I just don't, I think that's just such bullshit. Pay artists. Seriously. Like if you love art and you appreciate it, pay them like you would a baker or any tradesman, you know, uh, I'm not saying that they need like a nine to five like thing, but just, you know, support them, give them money. Or mm -hmm. buy their things. You don't even have you to hear give that them people money. give artists money. You don't even have to give do it, to it. Them. Like just buy the things that they have for sale. Yeah, dude, that's like I. That's one of like uh, I have a passion for is is going to shows and finding like kick ass posters yeah. like that that have been like screen printed or or done by hand and because you find the greatest ones. I found one. It was a uh, it was a show at Blank Space and it was with uh, a band uh, local band called uh, Music Embryo. And there was two act, or no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was another act playing downstairs uh, called, uh, was it Wedding Chapel? Wedding Chapel, yeah. And they were amazing. They were amazing. They they really played that that downstairs. You, you know the basement down there. And they played it well. There's, it was so. The, I love the basement of the blank space. That whole stage down there is like one light that that hangs to to add some ambiance, and it's just like if you don't trip on anything, you're lucky. But they had a, a amazing. They were an out of town band, touring band uh, from North Carolina, I think. I could be totally wrong on this. I'll have to check my facts. And uh, but they had amazing screen printed posters, uh, uh, twenty four by uh, sixteen by twenty four posters or something like that. And I picked one up and it was like I, I'm still I'm still yet to get it framed because framing is expensive, but it is in my stack of frameable options. <laughs> but yeah, going and even even finding the cavern like stuff like this is is you you, you find like the 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 jewels, the diamonds in the rough. Yeah, and I I feel super fortunate and grateful because. I've had I've had support from people, uh, and you know I did a Kickstarter for the cavern, and it was I made what I needed to make, and I was really grateful for people who were willing to go out of their way to take the time to even enter their credit card or whatever, and just like give some money to what I was trying to do, and um, you know it's just it's really I I feel grateful because I'm just I'm just a dude, you know I'm just a guy with you know, things I want to do. And, uh, I'm just, I'm grateful for great people in my life who are willing to support those things. And I've, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I, yeah, I'm really grateful for people being willing to help me in that way. Uh, and you know, I, I've certainly had my share of venues who don't want to pay me and like, just like situation where I'm ripped off or whatever. But, you know, I've, I'm I'm very grateful of the people who have supported me financially in my music career. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's and it's nothing, no better feeling. Like, especially like for me, playing music like was such a like when you get the the payback, you're just like, wow, that was that's amazing. Like people, even after the secret show, like the, when we walked around with the bucket, like so so many people were willing to give. 
and it was a great feeling. It's a it's a really humbling experience. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, I mean, Chris asked Chris for the secret show. Um, time out. We've been talking about the secret show, but if if you guys don't know what the secret show is or this last secret show, this magazine, um, they you guys sponsored it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but there was uh, Corey Seaver had a show. There was a little performance piece, some of his art, and then there were several other artists who had stuff up hanging in like a gallery. Twelve setting. artists. Yeah, and um, Chris asked me to hang some stuff, and um, Chris, it's funny because I, I've got things that I don't share with very many people, and Chris is someone I, I feel comfortable sharing a lot of things with, a lot of my art with, and so he's aware of some of my writing stuff that I don't really share with people, and uh, you know, he asked me if I wanted to put some stuff up, and I I struggled because I didn't really know what to put together, and so I, I just, you know, meditated on it and picked a couple pieces that I've thought might be good and I was so enamored because someone actually bought the pieces and, and thought that they were interesting enough to own and uh and not and this wasn't like a you know your relative or your uncle coming in and buying your artwork this was somebody that you know yeah, came came to the show appreciated your work yeah and, and and I was just so humbled because you know it's it's hard for me to even think that I, my stuff has value outside of my incessant need to do them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, I have, that's my biggest thing. I have an inc- incessant need to create and to do the things that I want, <laughs> which sounds like very egotistical, I guess. But like, you know, I've got these like uh, things that I have a need to do. Like the cavern is something I needed to do. And this next album is something I need to do. Yep. And, uh, this magazine needs to get printed. <laughs> it will happen. And so it's just, you know, that's my primary motivation in my art is, is to, that I have to. Uh, and to, to know that, like, sometimes the universe responds in kind and, and, and demonstrates gratitude for you just listening mm-hmm. and creating what you're supposed to. It's just a very humbling and gratifying thing. Do you meditate? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, not in the traditional sense of, I don't sit and, um, yogi style. No, but like, where, how how do you, how do you, like, yeah, meditation can come in many forms. Like for me, it's driving. I'm constantly meditating and I, I make it a point to try and write daily. Um, and it's really, I, I actually like writing is something I'm very passionate about as well. And I, I'm, I constantly like, I bring this little uh, field notes, field notes yeah. and this little quill, uh, this little uh, quill pen with me, or whatever, this inkwell pen with me everywhere. That's awesome. Just, I mean, I'm constantly got like little ideas I want to jot down or whatever. Um, yeah, writing is really important to me, and getting my notes on paper, getting my thoughts on paper, and or you know, on I've got I do the voice memo thing too. You know, I might have an idea in the car, and I'll take a voice memo on my iPhone. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm constantly meditating on things and, and thinking about ideas, and um, it's just you know. Are you religious at all? Or are, you, are you spiritual? I'm I'm certainly a spiritual being. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe in uh, the uh, metaphysical. Uh, yeah, for sure. Are you like a string theorist and believe in other dimensions, or is there a higher power and and some some other thing what is the world to you steven so there's always the question of like uh the genesis of 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 existence Mm -hmm. 
like where did we all come from you know that, that's really the question like what what is what is this thing that we have <laughs> or this experience what is it you know uh, how do we define this thing that we all kind of share this this kind of existential like thing this weird thing that we're in um i tend to think that we're all uh connected uh consciously um and you know i i believe that everything that we have as people is just experience you know like people ask like what is the meaning of life what is like the purpose whatever i think that our only job is to experience you know like uh that that's our only job yeah, that's our only worry, our only concern. Just experience, you know. Just that's your job is to just live and and listen and and to pay attention, be mindful. What's uh, one experience that you can share with us? Some it's like a like a mistake that you made that you learned from, like something that like not necessarily you regret, but you can go back and be like, oh yeah, I did that, but I learned and I changed. Yeah, I don't know. I can't <laughs> necessarily think of something off the top of my head. Um, certainly, like, daily there are things that I grow from, you know. Are uh, you are you in a relationship right now? Do you have a lady? Yeah, I currently have a, a, a lady friend. Sorry, ladies. She's a beautiful woman who I've uh, had a, a relationship with in the past. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to be with her. She's... She's great. Have you been in many relationships? Are you p- picky with uh, with who you who you date? Uh, many, I guess, is subjective. I don't know. I've been in a handful of relationships which I'd consider important or uh, pivotal. Yeah, so I, yeah, I've been in a handful. You've of been you've been in love. Most, most you've been them, in love before. Yeah, most of them have been serious. Yeah, or whatever serious means. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> as far as like who, like what is God or whatever that question. I mean, I tend to think that like you know, well, here here's my problem with the God idea is that it doesn't answer anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, people just say God created everything, and and certainly that's a possibility, I guess. But like. Um, then I have to ask the question, like, well, where did God's mind come from? Like, you know, what, where did God have it, ga- like, gather inspiration to create? Um, well, that's like uh, putting the basis of, you know, our intelligence and of what we can conceive as a God. Maybe well, there's, so, some, there's so then, something so then, like, greater to, that we yeah, don't you understand. Have to, like, you have to, like, think back to what had to exist before everything. Yeah. And I think that, like, motion probably had to exist first or motive one of the two uh had to exist before anything which brings to mind that the only thing that must exist first is consciousness really and quantum physics is kind of getting into this where like Mm -hmm. the universe must have an observer to exist uh, and observer must have the universe to exist and so in that way they're kind of dependent on each other Mm -hmm. and so the universe never existed without us which is an interesting thing uh, it's an interesting concept. Uh, and quantum physics is also saying that there was no beginning. You know, things have always just kind of existed, uh, which I think is kind of relevant too. But if I had to answer the idea of who is God, I would just say that mind is God, consciousness is God, and we all sort of uh, are contained within this mind. Do you think there's a uh, next step for for 
for humans or do we evolve after this do we do we all realize this consciousness and, and yeah, so grow is, to a death higher is, plane death is interesting and i like um alan watts kind of uh who's uh, alan watts alan watts is um a zen master he's like a he's a british guy but um he's like he what he did really well was bring uh zen ideas to america uh, in the 60s um so, but anyway, Alan Watts is an interesting guy, and he has a lot of cool things to say, especially for people who are uh, come from a Christian background or, a, a, you know, a very American, like Christian, Western, uh, religious background. But uh, something he says uh, about death is, um, you know, a lot of people fear that, like, when they die, they're just going to be in this closet, this, like, metaphysical closet where it's dark, and, like, you're just in this closet for the rest of whatever eternity is um but that's not existing that's not experiencing that's not an experience and you know you have to think you have to ask yourself like did you have an experience before you were born do you remember an experience before you were born did you have an experience before you were born well if the answer is no then i think i think i think that death is certainly something of the kind of uh, birth. Birth and death are kind of in the same in that way. Like, so if you didn't have an experience before birth, then all you, uh, uh, the same sort of thing can only happen when you die. Um, so is this like a... Basically, what, I'm tr what the, the point is, is that all you have is experience. And if you're not experiencing something, then you don't exist. So in the in the sense of like the circle that you're going, do you, is it like a reincarnation type of thing? It, I don't know. Who knows? Dude. But all, all I know is that all we have is existence. And uh, whether or not there is a life after this or not uh, doesn't matter. Um, because either we're existing or we're not. Or either we're experiencing or we're not. Um, and that's really the I guess that's just the, the long and short of the answer. You don't have to ask any more questions about that. It's either you're experiencing or you're not. And that's good enough for me. You know, I don't need to know what... Uh, is after this particular experience because um, we have this experience yeah. and we're living all, it. all of my job is right now is to experience this moment and uh, that's all I need to worry about my yeah. life. that's all I need to concern myself about can't question what you can't control that type of deal well <laughs> I think we can control our own uh, control think our we, own I destinies think, well, we, what, think, well, you uh, believe in like you know you put it out there you, you become oh, it certainly yeah. I believe that will is stronger than what people think. I think that, uh, well, because I believe that everything exists within within this mind of God, because I, I think that um, the plants, the animals, everything is a thought within the mind of God, then I have to, and, and I believe that we are the agents of that consciousness. We are the, um, we are the thought of of God, we are the thinkers of God. We are the agents of consciousness that we can influence it. Um, that makes sense, right? If we are, if we are a thought, then and we have control over this present moment, then we can certainly influence the thought of God. And so that means that our will matters. It means that what we desire matters, uh, and those who have the strongest desire get the strongest results. Uh, so basically the more you desire, the more you get, um, 
Yeah, and I think we can certainly influence the, the mind of God, the consciousness of the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think there's certain, you know, ways that you can accomplish that, you know. Uh, and there's all sorts of, like, um, eclectic, uh, magical ways that people, like, assume you can do it. Uh, you know, and you go throughout history, every religion, really, has the same sort of motif, which is that if you believe it, it'll happen. You know, even Christianity says faith. the faith is yeah. small as a mustard seed. You can toss a mountain into the sea. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, that that is that is speaking to a universal truth, which is that faith is powerful and, and will is powerful. And if you only believe with everything you have, then you can make something a reality. And that's that's something that is like a message across all faiths all religions, all beliefs, even the, uh, even the, um, eclectic religions and the occult religions and, and magical religions and belief systems all say the same thing that if you will it, it will come to you, you know? And so, and I think that falls in line with the idea that, uh, everything is part of one particular mind, you know, one just, And we can see this. We can see this in our own experience. You know, like when we experience, we experience touch and smell and taste. And all of those things are inevitably interpreted by our mind. Uh, And so our experience is bound to our mind. So really it it isn't our bodies that are experiencing. It's our mind that experiences and so I'm not I'm not really here right now. You're not really here. Well, that's not the I don't know, who knows. But <laughs> the, all I know is that we experience we experience from our mind and we have faith that our mind is accurate. You know, we have faith that our mind is giving us or that our senses are giving us accurate information and that our mind is interpreting those accurately. Uh, you know, we that that's and so all of our existence relies on faith. And so when people ask like do you have a faith or do you have spiritual? Well, we all do. We all have faith. It's just uh, whether we want to acknowledge it or not and what part of that faith we want to acknowledge. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but I certainly think that there are c- certain backdoors and shortcuts to influencing consciousness, um, the, the the universal consciousness and the mind of God. You think you can hack consciousness? Totally, yeah. people. I think people do it. I think, you know... People wonder why there's such a disparity between the 1% that, like, controls everything (laughs) and the rest of us. It's because there's something that they get fundamentally that the rest of us don't. You know, it's that they've tapped into something that the rest of us can't or the rest of us aren't willing to. But at the same time, like, is their capabilities to hone in on that based on something that previously happened within consciousness that was connected to them like family potentially but i think at the end of the day someone had faith the size of a mustard seed. <laughs> uh you know someone had true faith and true belief that their idea of the universe would 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 come true and they willed it to be and and the, what we're living right now is someone's will and collectively it's all of our will um but we all have the power to change it i think you know i think um it, it's it's evident that like you know uh this whole bernie thing you know it's it's magical. It's it is magic. The fact that the little guy is beating the big guy right now is is evidence of the collective will of the people uh, showing its face against the 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 ancient will of the one percent. You know the Rothschilds and all those fucks. You know it's like uh, show demonstrating the competition of consciousness and 
how how influence works you know yeah so. yeah yeah deep man <laughs> no i love i love to to get into this with people because everybody like seems to have you know like you said it's whatever religion or 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 background you go to they all come down to the, some sort of the it's the faith thing and you got to have some sort of faith to to understand it there was a moment for me uh maybe two years ago or something where i guess you you could say i had like a quote-unquote enlightened experience where i just it came this this thought came upon me with such gravity and such weight that i just broke down and cried and it was such a crazy spiritual experience but really what i what it was is I was realizing the connected connectedness of all the spiritual leaders and what they were saying at this one moment in my life. And, uh, I realized that there's very little difference between the Buddha and Jesus and, you know, some of the other prophets and, and, and great thinkers and great spiritual leaders of the world. There's very little difference. And they're all sort of saying the same thing in different ways. And if, if we just look at everything from an eclectic view and, and consider everything as part of one larger whole, we start to get a real picture of what things are. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, a lot of people, you know, they subscribe to certain religions or beliefs because it's easy and, and because, you know, seeking is hard and because um, they just want to have faith in something. Have an answer. But, you know, need, faith is, like faith is simply answer. just accepting your ignorance and aggressively following your heart, your mind, your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I'm just someone who, like, yeah, I accept my ignorance. And I, I have faith in existence, and that's pretty much it. Experience. Mm-hmm. Everything else is up for grabs. Everything else is up for I, li- I like the way you put it. Like, it's it's the experience, you know. We this are. has been a really weird interview. Well, have you have you ever been inter- interviewed before? Yeah, have you but ever? definitely not. Uh, we've gone down some rabbit trails, which is interesting. <laughs> the rabbit hole is deep, my friend. Getting deeper. How long have we been going, Tyler? Do you know? Wow. All right. That's that's a pretty pretty lengthy interview. Well, I think I think you want to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, like a little lighter shit. <laughs> On a lighter note, well, got a, um, I don't know. Tell me something funny, Stephen. Tell me a joke. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, it's Scott McNew's birthday today. The uh, King the of St. Louis. Louis, the Virgin King. Uh, Is he really a virgin? Totally virgin. Yeah, it's really. And so that whole thing that the point was doing, like the, get him a date. Did that ever happen? He has a girl now, and and she she apparently is a great person. And I'm. Yeah, oh, I'm that's concerned. so great. Yeah. He, it, was it was it one of the, uh, like I saw a couple girls like uh, I don't know I really hanging around at the show, and I wasn't sure. No idea. No I, idea. No idea. I don't know. He, so this, I went I went to uh, the studio today, and he was there hanging out for his birthday, and he was telling me that he's got a chick that he wants me to meet. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Was she there? No. No? Nope. Well, uh, I will have to meet her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a joke. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, at least, at least we know You're it's Scott's interviewer. birthday today. You're the interviewer. Tell you, me something to say. 
Um, uh, I got some notes I wrote down. What did I miss? Did I miss anything? Um, I can read stuff from this tiny book. Of, I don't know. Just tell me something. Yeah, to say. yeah read me. Read me something. I don't want to read. Yeah, read. You got. I don't want to do that. You want to read from uh, the cavern? Not really. No. If you want me to, I'll read something. It's like there. Tell there's... me what you want. This is your existence. <laughs> so you I want it to happen me. naturally, man. This is this is how I roll. Uh, I don't. I don't like this, this. I have like eight notes on here of of bullet points, and we've uh, gone for an hour and a half. <laughs> I think we're we're doing talking, good with man. with content. Yeah, I can I can get people talking. I think. I like to do this. I like the 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 podcast thing. I hope people listen. Are are we doing this live right now, Tyler? Are we are we live on the internet? It's just screwing up. Computers. Yeah, yeah. Com- I, I, well, I'm computers. Drinking, I'm drinking jasmine tea out of a pickle jar. Jazz. Let's describe the scene Which for our is, viewers uh, because we we took uh, some time tonight to uh, investigate our our surroundings and set up a nice uh, spot here. We got a. Uh, a illuminated globe this is beautiful like all of everything we have some a lamp that is uh being held up by a monkey and uh these these are boring (laughs) things people don't care (laughs) you don't care about my boring monkey holding lamp and a globe but something i think that's a kind of a beautiful sentence jasmine tea in a pickle jar it's kind of an interesting sentence to me Jasmine tea in a pickle jar. That would be the title of this episode, actually. Okay, Jasmine, Jasmine tea in a pickle jar. I also wrote this weird thing on this picture I drew. What did you write? I don't know. I, there's a hole in a wall where no one is looking. I don't know what that means. Stupid musing. There's a hole in the wall where no one is looking. I like I like the uh, the aesthetic of this space, though. It's very interesting. There's lots of crazy. Yeah, we're here at Studio X in Maplewood, Missouri. Shout out! Any uh, shout? Any shout out? Plugs? Oh, plugs? Man, I've a lot. Yeah, we got Corey Seaver. We got Chris plugged Bauer. Plugged a lot of things. Got the King of St. Louis. Um, fellow okay, musician. one last thing. Uh, if uh, if you don't already, I'm I will ask that you follow me in some way. If you're interested in, uh, my art just follow me in some way because i facebook uh, twitter uh yeah i want to sh- share with people who uh want to hear so we said we mentioned your music's on spotify i'm sure they can get it on itunes yep itunes uh, i've got t-shirts and stuff too yeah do you uh do you keep like a basement full of merch yeah, uh not <laughs> <old>. <laughs> yeah, I've got you got you got a stockpile just just in case that flood of requests comes in mm-hmm. and well, like, I mean, yeah, tours, I sell a lot of stuff, which is really great. You know, I've got the support when I'm on tour. Yeah, do you um, take anybody with you to help you out, like uh, help you set up and keep track of stuff, or do you just go by yourself? Well, whoever's available. The The beauty of uh, Chris Bauer and, 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 our, and my relationship with him is uh, that we both have, like, no schedule requirements. <laughs> we can pretty much just go yeah. with our jobs. Um, so, yeah, so he came with on the last tour, and I think uh, – my girlfriend might come with in July if uh, nice. if her work uh, lets her or whatever. But well, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's we, always we've nice got to tickets. Have the... we, I'm planning the tour around uh, seeing Sufjan at Red Rock. Really? So oh man, that would be an amazing show. Yeah, I've so, never been to Red Rocks. Yeah, neither have I. So I'm gonna see. Yeah, Sufjan there, which would be great. Oh man, that's Ticket, rad. Tickets were like forty bucks. I was like. That's not bad. I'll pay forty bucks to see Sufjan at Red Rock. Yeah, 
and just plan a tour around going out there. Heck yeah. So that's rad, dude. Yeah. So should be fun. Check Steven Deeds out. Go follow him, guys. Uh this is Exist Magazine. I'm Johnny Pelhank again, Steven Deeds. Tyler over there doing uh Tyler Harris doing some switchboard stuff. Kind of sort of. No, he's just Facebooking. <laughs> yeah if i sounded if i sounded stupid tonight just don't hold it against me i promise i'm not i think it's a pretty good i think not, i think it took us a minute to get into it to like get our flow but i think we we caught it here at the end i think it was a good interview i'm happy yeah. about it i can't wait for to to see people uh go and respond i hope i hope we get some response to it uh, who knows? i've got uh yeah the one with uh steven bear and i've got another one i did with a uh, local hip-hop artist that i have yet to post but less your uh your your podcast is coming soon as soon as i get to edit it steven, so. steven bear check his stuff out too he's yeah he's a good dude uh, dude steven's steven. the greatest like he's he he did these little designs we we talked about they were they were freaking awesome nice and yeah and it's so amazing it's so amazing to talk to you thanks again for taking your time out yeah, and and coming and hanging me. out and it's fun. yeah and yeah thanks thank you so much Stephen all right well that's uh, we're gonna wrap it up there and uh, we'll see you guys on the next we'll listen we'll hear we'll hear no we won't see or hear you guys you'll hear us on the next one talk to you later.